0: Way back in episode two of our podcast, before we were even known as the Project Gen X Podcast, Dave and I did an episode about bands that never broke big. And one of my picks was Concrete Blonde. Now Concrete Blonde is one of my favorite bands, not just Never Broke Big, but just favorite bands in general. And today I'm gonna be talking about their third studio album, Bloodletting, because Bloodletting is an album that I love. Released in May of 1990, Bloodletting marked a real difference for Concrete Blind. Um, I had been aware of them from their late 80s stuff, um, mainly when Free was released and the song God is a Bullet hit college radio and, you know, hit 120 minutes and a few other things on MTV You started seeing them kind of starting to get scattered in a little. And I like the song quite a bit. It wasn't until Walking in London was released in 1992 uh, when I really started to get into them quite a bit. And so I wound up going back and buying all their previous stuff. Of course, I had heard the song Joey because Joey was their biggest hit by far. It was being played a lot on uh, our local rock station, but mainly on our multiple college radio stations here in Nashville. Joey was all over the place. And so... When i finally did get around to buying a copy of bloodletting i remember putting it in and just being completely overwhelmed from beginning to end and like i said it really did mark a change in them they had been a little punk a lot of alternative rock and you know even some pop um you can go back and you know, listen to songs like "Happy Birthday" and and you know, it is very, very pop. But with "Bloodletting," they added a little bit of goth to it all, and you can really tell, especially starting with the opening track "Bloodletting," the vampire song. Now, all the imagery in this song of vampires, you know, someone, you can, you can gather from the lyrics. Uh, it's the day after an encounter with a vampire and trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? And the chorus is just really great, you know, especially the last line of the, of the, the chorus where it says, uh, I'm going to have a drink and walk around. I've got a lot to think about. You know, that line really, it adds a lot of lore uh, to the vampire mythology because, you know, this is someone all of a sudden having to contemplate the fact that they very well could be walking on this earth forever, (laughs) you know, and that's uh, that's kind of a heavy thing to wake up to in the morning. But yeah, just the um, the way that, that that song, you know, builds, you know, it's just that bass line in the beginning and then it kicks in. It gets that nice mid mid tempo stomp that I really love in rock music, especially in alternative or college rock, whatever they were calling it in nineteen ninety when this was released. But yeah, that that song has, you know, has its own cult following in a lot of ways. you know. I've heard it used. I've heard it on a lot of, of Halloween playlists. Um, I think Dave and I have both put it on ours in the past. Uh, I know I have, and I'm pretty sure Dave has as well. But I have also heard it used different places throughout pop culture over the last 30-plus years, and it's always nice to, to hear a song from a band that you love. So moving on, the second track, is called The Sky is a Poisonous Garden. She said, please don't go. please don't she go. Please don't go. Please don't and she go. and she died. This is a rock and song. And you know, there are so many things that can be said about this. That um, you can interpret the lyrics any way you want to, but it's just really a great, great rock song. And um, again, you know, coming off that mid tempo of bloodletting into this nice rock, just straight ahead rock song, In the Sky is a Poisonous Garden. And then going on to track three of Caroline, which is a very kind of introspective ballad. In the traditional form of a ballad, where it's telling a story about knowing someone, you know, catching up, hearing about someone, uh, about what they're doing these days, and and kind of drawing your own conclusions about their life. And uh, again, like I said, a great little you know introspective ballad. Going on to track four, "Darkening of the Night," we stay at a, a slower pace. Like a goose, like a girl, Dancing, dancing, in the morning morning. Are you there? Are you there? You're getting into a lot of the gothic imagery that is so prevalent on this album here. And again, it's one of those things that you could could hear this song. Playing from the dorm room of that goth girl, (laughs) you know, uh, down the hallway. Uh, (laughs) Now, on to another, uh, track five. This is where... We really start, you know, it's called uh, I Don't Need a Hero. I don't need a hero. I don't need a soldier. I did when I was younger. very little guitar it's a lot of of synth and just kind of going through someone being again introspective about what they need in their life especially when you get to the chorus you know i don't want to be your mother you know all this kind of stuff It it's just really laying out that this is what i'm looking for in life and in relationship and if it if 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 the narrator of the song is not getting what they want, then they're just not going to go with it. And uh, again, it's just, I I like the way that this album, you know, we started off with this, this kind of droning mid-tempo stomp into a raucous, a a good straight ahead rock song coming back down into a, a, you know, something a little more introspective then going, you know, a little softer again with darkening of the light and then down to just almost nothing. On, i don't need a hero where it's very minimalist and then coming back into another building back up into track six with days and days where it's another good rock song yeah. and something somewhere that said goes all my head and Yeah, Johnette Jonette Napolitano just has an amazing voice in that she can she can go from these very airy vocals that are set, that set a mood, and then all of a sudden just go into these soaring power vocals that you know just emote you know anger and frustration and you know determination and all this stuff, and it can do it in just a, a you know half a second from one to the other and days and days again coming off of i don't need a hero into that again you get that real power which leads into the beast which is one of my favorite songs on this album like you know if i were going to rank them the beast would be like in the top three Either and again, it's the I love the chorus. I'm going to drop it in here so you can hear it yourself because I just love the lyrics here describing you know basically saying that love is a it is the beast that and it's it's such a it's such a good driving rock song. And then again, it drops back down. It starts dropping back in. You know, it builds back up. You know, into these these two rockers. Then comes back down to lullaby, another just really like moody a real nice little pop ballad in a lot of ways. When the sky is far Like a blanket on your shoulder And then we get to Joey, the big single, which, you know, is heartbreaking. It's about a lover or someone talking to their ex lover, basically saying, hey, look, I know things didn't work out, but hey, we can work on this. these great lyrics about, you know, if, there's, if it's love you're looking for, then I can give a little more. Just come back type stuff. And it also kind of deals into a little bit of, especially if, you, if you've seen the music video, it really gets into it. But there's, there's a line uh, in the last chorus where Johnette sings, and if you're somewhere out there drunk and passed out on the floor, that it's kind of one of those things where there's this underlying story of of a you know the, the person that she's talking to is an alcoholic and basically being like hey come on we can we can work this out we can we can you know whatever it is we got to do to fix this we can and uh, i've always appreciated the song and then the final song which is another song that kind of has its own cult following tomorrow wendy underneath the chilly gray November sky we can Tomorrow Wendy is, <laughs> to call it bleak and gothic is, is, is to not give it enough credit. It was written by Andy Preboy that was uh, formerly of uh, Wall of Voodoo. And it was on his uh, debut solo album. And Johnette Napolitano actually sang the duet on there with him. And that's funny because that album actually came out in 1990, the same year that Bloodletting did. And so he, you know, it's one of those things that since she sang on the duet, they uh, concrete bond recorded it also they're really different because if you're familiar with Preboy, he's got a very like uh baritone you know bass voice and the way he sings it is is really kind of it's it's got a lot of 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 it's got a lot of vibrato to it you know just in the way that he sings it the way that Johnette sings it it's very light and airy until you get to the end of it and then it becomes very defiant and of course it's a song about someone dying of aids which you got to remember in 1990, we were at the height of the AIDS epidemic. And quite honestly, we forget now because of all of the examples we have of people who have lived with it for decades, as well as the fact that we, we have much better treatment than we did at the time. In 1990, if you got AIDS, that was a death sentence. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. And um, I really love the way that this song In the first verse, there's a lyric that says underneath a chilly gray November sky, we can make believe that Kennedy's still driving by, which goes back to, you know, something that for the characters in the song was something that was from their childhood. And, you know, it's kind of one of those like, hey, before the world went crazy, before everything happened, before we're at this point where someone's someone that you love is staring down death, really love. The way that they did that, uh, that, that Preboy wrote this song, and then the way that Concrete Blonde recorded it. It's not a very long album. It's only 10 tracks. It comes in a little over half an hour, I think. Easy to listen to. I bought it on CD way back in the day. I think I even bought it used because I didn't know enough about them to want to go out and spend a lot of money on something I wasn't real sure about because I had only, Joey was the only song on it that I knew. But like I said, the fir- the very first time and was just completely blown away. And it just it's one of those albums that back when CDs were a thing when I was going on a road trip, it all it was always on that trip with me. Always. And it's still one of those things that when I go out now, I mean it it's on it's on my phone. It was in my iPod prior to that. It was always one of those that whenever I was syncing up music, that album is always on there. And I did not get to see Concrete Blonde in their original run. They put out Mexican Moon in 1993, and they broke up the next year. And they did a reunion in, uh, I think it was in 2002, and I actually did get to see them then. Now, it was Johnette, obviously... And of course, you know, James Mankey has been with them from the very beginning, and they've gone through several drummers. Uh, When I saw them, it was Gabriel Ramirez was the drummer. When I saw them, I think it was in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. All those years kind of run together for me now, but it was back then. It was after Group Therapy had been released, and I just loved seeing them live so much. I wish I could have seen them back when they were in their original run, but... Something that was really interesting is that I've, in the last few years, like a lot of other people, have gotten into vinyl. Now, there are original pressings of Concrete Blonde from 1990 that go for stupid amounts of money now, because by that point, record labels weren't really pressing a lot of uh, vinyl. They were really making the, the move over into CD, and so... You just didn't get a lot of vinyl. So, there are, like I said, there are original copies from 1990 out there that are just really expensive. Last year, in December of 2022, I was lucky enough to run across a repress from, I think it was from 2017, if I'm not mistaken, that are also out of print. And I did wind up spending a little bit of money on it, um, not nearly as much as for an original, but that was a really nice addition. To my record collection and one that I have sat and listened to many times even prior to recording this. I, I sat down and listened to it on vinyl. Having listened to Bloodletting so many hundreds of times over the last three decades, I had always listened to it on CD. So it was always digital. Listening to it on vinyl brought something new out. I know vinyl is a vibe and it just really accentuated a lot of the airiness, a lot of the mood and the atmosphere. And as I'm recording this, it is a full moon outside in late September. As we're getting ready to move into October and in the most wonderful time of the year. And I, would, the reason why I chose to do this album now is because we are moving into October and and for us to start doing our Octoberfest episodes. And I really. On my list of, of albums I love, there might be one other one, or actually there might be two other albums on there that would have that would have worked in here. But I really just wanted to talk about Bloodletting and Concrete Blonde because if you've never listened to them, you really need to. Uh, like I said, they're a, they're a little pop, they're a little alternative, they're a little rock, they're a little punk, they're a little goth. They just really run the gamut. And they and they, but they mix all of those styles together into something original that is unlike anything else you've heard. So, as we're moving into October, the chills in the air, go and sit on your front porch, or maybe in your living room or den or your your studio, like I am, or your man cave, whatever it is that you want to, or your, your she shed, and turn the lights out and light a candle. Open up the windows and just feel that nice chill in the air and listen to Concrete Blonde's bloodletting and remember how good it is to be alive in the fall of the year and to listen to great music. I'm Alan Smith. This is another episode of the albums I love, and I will see you again very soon.